0: GELDESY PODCAST
1: Grr. Hello and welcome back to Geldacy POD Another round of talking GELDESY baseball and things beyond with the GELD brothers Welcome to this edition, I think, what is this, like the 6th episode? 5th episode? 6th episode? Something like that? We're building them up We're getting some content to the world. There we go. As usual, we have our one and only commissioner, Noah Seth. What's up? And our former commissioner, Zachary Aaron. That's me. One of the former commissioners. I am the OG commissioner, and none of us have won. So I won once when we uh, first started. Don't 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 downplay that. I don't count it competition you have was not, to i do but it's like, been
2: too long none of us have won anything we have to count that <laughs> that's fair we're the inaugural winners we need something for god's sake so don't take that away uh, it's if
1: we look at the who was in the league back then compared to now it looks doesn't very matter different.
2: doesn't it doesn't, doesn't matter i appreciate there were only that. there were only six teams in the nhl still kick stanley cups you know i like the way you think you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't know if it was me, I'd be, phew, I'd have a banner, up. <laughs> buy a pennant. Yeah. Well, I bought a shirt, you know, so that counts. I saw the shirt. Very yeah. nice. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very nice. Branded. I thought you might get a jersey.
1: I went straight T-shirt. Straight T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, affordable.
2: Or the three-quarter sleeve, the classic softball shirt.
0: Is this the year that we have to get a Gilda t T-shirt together? I think it's been too long. I mean, you know I, I love like, a custom t shirt, I won't lie.
1: It's 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 become affordable to make some custom shirts, so we might think about it. Did you just custom, make one? I just made one. Oh wow. Custom ink. Anyway, we uh we have a good guest today. We dug deep and, and reached for who I would call uh the rookie of the year. What was it, two years ago? This is his third
2: season? Correct. This is three or two.
1: We'll have to ask him when he comes on. I'm pretty sure it's his third. It's his third? Here's a COVID ad. Maybe it's his fourth. No, it might be his fourth. We'll ask him here in a second. But everybody, welcome to the pod. The man himself, Brandon, the hitman, Hart, live from Tulsa, Oklahoma. What's up, dude?
3: Hey, what's going on?
1: Oh, you know, just living the dream one podcast at a time. You know, (laughs) we do what we can. How many seasons is this for you? We've been debating for the last couple minutes.
3: So, I think...
1: I guess I he doesn't even
0: remember.
3: 2019 was my okay, so first four. year.
1: 2019 so was your first year. So, this is year four. Yes. And have you, won, have you won the league?
3: No, I got second last year. I made the playoffs first year. Then got last place in 2020. Mm. Last and then, place? Yeah,
2: COVID. second place last year. COVID year doesn't count. Well, you, were, you, were, you were testing out a different strategy.
3: We drafted, and then we changed the rules, and that messed up my whole strategy.
0: Hey, don't believe the always, rules. Don't believe the rules. Don't come on my podcast to believe the rules.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, and then I tanked
2: to try to get better graphic. <laughs> oh, he Next admitted year. it. He admitted it to the tankage.
1: It's okay. You know, we can tank.
3: Well, welcome to
1: the podcast.
3: Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Long-time listener.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, you are still our only review on Apple Pods, so we appreciate the
3: <laughs> Well, every podcast I listen to, they always say it helps. It so. does. It does.
1: Well, we were just about to uh to go through uh the scoreboards for the past couple of weeks, just see where we're at, see who's doing well, see who's uh you know, maybe floundering a bit.
0: Are you talking um, about me? <laughs> uh
1: so real quick, there's a couple of there's a couple of matchups that stuck out from the last couple of weeks. If we rewind two weeks ago, I took my first big loss of the season, 7-3 to Murdoch. Not fun. Murdoch, I think, made one move. And so it's always weird when uh, you lose to somebody that's... It's just like it happened for him, you know?
2: Happened to me week one. It happened to Zach week one. If the Cardinals play well, Murdoch's going to do well.
1: If the Cardinals play well, Murdoch's going to do well. That's fair. And then Alan Merck just continuing to crush two weeks ago, 7 3 against Gene uh, and Arthur. Uh, sorry, bro. Uh, he took it to you. 7 3, Arthur against Noah. Yeah, that um, was there. That's all right. Fast forward to last week, though, and I made a triumphant comeback beating Savy 7 to 2. We had some big wins last week. The champion, 8 1 against Max Fisher, who mm, maybe sliding a little bit. Uh Jake Murdoch beating up on, on Merck and Arthur continuing to, to shine 7-3. So um if we take a quick look at the standings, Adam in first place. I have reached the second place slot. Arthur. I mean, we don't I don't know. I love seeing Arthur at the top of the top of the standings. You know, it's not I don't know. I feel like we don't see it very often. It's good to see. Uh Merck down to four, Sabi at five. Our, our, Distinguished guest, Brandon, steroid era. I have to ask you about the team name. Mm-hmm. What's the thinking there? Do, are you just looking for a bunch of boppers? Or are you like an offensive team? He's
0: a Barry Bonds apologist over here. Oh, uh, is that what it's it is?
3: true, as, as a Giants fan.
0: Yeah. And he wants his due. Okay. I don't think it's an homage as much as it is a middle figure to the, to the man.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing is that there are several eras... Throughout baseball and that have skewed numbers one way or another, be it the segregation in the early 20th century to the raising and lowering of the mound to the designated hitter and then the so-called steroid era. I mean, it's there are there are reasons the numbers have gone up and down for pitching and hitting for various reasons throughout the entire history of baseball.
2: So what's this era? Juice ball?
3: Well, I mean, there for a while it was juice ball and then it was the non-juice ball and then it's back to the juice... It's it's the inconsistent ball. <laughs>
1: okay. I think this is the era of change. I think that they're they're trying to speed up the game and there's been a lot in the last couple of years to try to do that. Some of it's worked, some of it hasn't. Um, Remember the rule where like the batter wasn't allowed to step out of the batter's box or something in between pitches? That doesn't seem to have ever taken, but I do like the fact that relief pitchers have to face at least three hitters. I like that that rule change
3: the pitch counts in the minor leagues the or no, the pitch counts the pitch clocks in the minor leagues have really lowered those game times down a whole bunch and so I wouldn't be surprised if they institute that in the major leagues at some point
1: it would be nice to see to the detriment of play
3: I, I don't think it will though from what I've been seeing is that there are maybe one or two pitches per game where they say hey it's a strike hey it's a ball for someone taking too long be it a batter or a hitter it's it's not really affecting the game in a significant way in regards to that.
1: Anyway, let's finish out the standings. Bottom half, Murdoch in seventh, former champion, eighth place. Beat Barton? Noah sliding down to the ninth spot. Come on, bro. You've finally plummeted below 500. Gene at 10, Max Fisher at 11, and baby Brozak at number 12. He'll pick it up. I think he's going to... There's still time. Don't don't throw in the bag yet. There's still time. July
0: 1st. We're halfway through the season.
1: 11 games down, 10 to go. For those who can't see, Noah leaned into his microphone there as if the <laughs> microphone doesn't already make everything louder. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Brandon, trivia question. Most intentional walks in one season uh, in Barry Bond's career?
3: I would say it had to be... If I, I'm, I'm going to ballpark it, Okay. I will say it was 220.
2: 220 intentional walks in one season is your guess? That's a really high guess.
3: I feel like it was like every game sometimes twice a game.
1: In this season that he that he set the, the, his own record, he did get intentionally walked four times in a single game. But in 2004 he was intentionally walked 120 times and that came oh. up recently because Jose Ramirez is is has been is being intentionally walked quite often not enough people
2: aren't it's weird they're not intentionally walking how many unintentional intentional walks do you think he had that season as well there wasn't such
1: thing as an intentional the
2: auto walk
1: there's no auto that's another that's another thing that sped up the game that i that i love i love that that world change as well okay let's get into our guest interview we have lots of questions for you. You're a very analytical guy, a very analytical owner. It's very fun. Uh it was a very great addition to the league. It was very nice to see you join. So we've got some questions for you. Some of them are Geldsey related, some of them are not. So uh <laughs> I agree well, I'm in. All right, all right, let's do this. Okay, so my first question for you, kind of starting preseason, looking back towards kind of draft day, you always seem to be very present for the draft in in the sense that like you are locked in, you're dialed in, you've got your stuff. So my question first is like do you have like a draft prep strategy? Do you do you go through any are you, are you looking for depth? Do you have charts in front of you um like w- what's 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 your pre-draft look like?
3: I do have charts where it's broken down by both position and overall and so I'm crossing off two names or sometimes you know with multiple position eligibility you're crossing off three and four times per pick. And then at that point I'm looking for value. I have, you know, tiers for some of the positions, especially like someone like catcher. You know, there there's a big drop off from the top. And then always looking at pitching. I I like to I like to grab pitchers kind of maybe a little bit earlier and more often than getting them late.
1: Does that mean you prioritize pitchers almost? Like
3: I would say yeah. I would say I do. I mean, I picked uh, I picked Hendricks pretty early this year. I think somewhere in 40th overall, something along those lines. I would say not necessarily for keepers, but maybe for the actual draft. Yeah, I see if it comes to my spot and there's a, a good pitcher that I like up there, then yeah, I'm going to grab him over the hitter because I feel like I can I can fill in hitters later.
1: Can I give you your first ten draft picks here? Just yeah, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial them in here.
3: Yeah.
0: So. Machado? Was that a keeper? Right. No. Okay. What kind of deep breath did you take when you saw that that x ray came back negative?
3: Oh, it was a huge sigh of relief for that.
0: I mean, did you see that play?
3: I, I haven't seen the play, no, but I did see that it's, the x ray came back negative with his twisted ankle or sprained ankle.
0: Yeah, then I heard that today they said that he's not, he's probably not going to have to take an IL step. That's great. So, That's great news. When you saw, if you see it, you got he's been having. He's been having a, he's been having a, a nice year.
1: Um, yeah, he's the
0: highest. He's uh, the highest war right now is him. I think.
1: Okay. Speaking of good years. Uh, Francisco Lindor, Welcome to the Mets. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's there now. Like he is their star player and he's showing it. Um, and then there you go at number at uh, your third overall pick was Liam Hendricks.
3: I had him last year and having the, the saves. I, I really like having, uh, a bona fide, I mean, he's hurt right now, but having the, the bona fide closer where hopefully I can get two saves a week with him it hasn't been as great as I would have liked it for this year. It probably hasn't worked out as well as I would have liked it to, but it's still, I like having the closer for a team that is, has he's going to have that job throughout the whole year.
1: A very interesting strategy. I feel like you have a fairly different strategy than some other guys we've had on here. But, can I
2: can I pause you and ask who your keepers were so you knew who you were going into the season with?
1: Uh, Brandon kept Jordan Alvarez in the fifth Alvarez, round, yep. Teoscar Hernandez good. in the sixth round, Salvador Perez in the seventh round. So you had Definitely. a three so round I had a stretch. Long
3: stretch where I didn't have a pick,
1: right?
2: So you were you were, uh, who is his fourth
1: keeper? And then you uh, uh, Julio Urias urias from the Dodgers, uh,
2: in the eleventh round. So that was gotcha. a really solid keeper. Yeah. So you were offering me Jose R- Ramirez in the off season because
3: mm-hmm, I knew I wasn't going to keep him.
2: Why weren't you going to keep him?
3: I will say this: I will never keep a first rounder.
2: Oh. I don't
3: care who it is, unless I have the number one player and my draft pick is going to be at ten, eleven, twelve. I will almost never keep my first round pick, or probably my second round pick either. So those guys are available in the off season.
1: Wow. Interesting. What's the thinking there? Is it just value type? Value. Of stuff? I, yeah. I would
3: rather have the value because I can get a similar type player with that pick mm. um when it comes around anyway. So I'd rather just do that and get the picks later.
1: That's very, very interesting. I, I kind of had a similar thing, right? A, a stretch of keepers. And it was, it it does get a little boring. <laughs> um. <laughs> So okay, so that sounds like a, a fairly uh, deep strategy. Like you, you, you kind of know what you want going in, what you're going to prioritize, and are you you're looking at kind of uh, thin positions to kind of fill those somewhat early so that you don't get a big drop off there, like catcher or, I don't know, middle infielder, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, Francisco Lindor at number two. Uh, okay, cool. All right, let me move on to the next question. Yeah, sure. All right, what does a typical Monday look like for you?
3: Oh. So, you know, every day I'm up at 6 a.m. every day. Okay. Uh, with the girls coming in, my, my daughter's coming into our room at 6 a.m. almost on the dot every day. Okay. And so it's that's not annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you, you get up and you, you check to see, okay, did the Sunday night game go as I thought it did? And then kind of planning out the week, you know, who are the two start pitchers and who are some pitchers I could maybe pick up on that'll be pitching on thursday that i can maybe get a, a head start on, on on monday by picking him up now and dropping a player that i know i'm not gonna want to use this week
1: so you're are you looking for streamers or do you or
3: yeah i, I like to have maybe I, I really like to have one spot where i i'm just not going to keep that pitcher and just kind of stream it throughout the week
0: mm-hmm. do you usually use all four pickups by the end of the week
3: i would say i bet my average is three
2: you're low like, half of the league on your moves.
3: Because early on, I liked how my pitching was, and I feel like I couldn't drop a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and years past, I would say that I was probably more at the higher end of the, the pickups. But early on this year, I've liked who my pitchers are, and, and I like having one bench guy as far as the hitters go to, to sub in when someone's taking the day off or missing a game, that
2: sort of thing. What is your process with your offense? What's your leash?
3: Oh,
1: this is a question we've been asking everybody kind of. Yeah, I ahead.
3: know it's it, it depends on when I drafted them. Um, and speaking of leash, I'm about the end of that with the uh, with Rogers for Miami who pitched today.
1: He was your and first starting pitcher drafted.
3: I know. And he was supposed to be great. And he has been nothing but. Um, but I, I, everything. I, I, but I, I mean, yeah, I was going to, <laughs> I was going to drop him this week. And then I found out that he was going to be a two-star pitcher. So he has the next outing to prove himself, or you will see him on the waiver wire after his start <laughs> on Saturday. Um,
2: Keep your eyes out. Okay, so Trevor, Reg- Trevor
1: Rogers has 13 starts. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want to guess how many quality starts this, this young man Four. has?
0: Four. Don't be cruel. You're being Four.
1: Cruel. Lower. Ooh. Two. Lower.
0: Oh boy!
1: One quality start. What's the deal there?
3: What was that start?
1: <laughs> that was his fourth start of the season against the the Nationals. Oh well, that makes sense.
3: But then you look at places that will have you know the rest of season rankings, that sort of thing, and he's still a a top sixty pitcher, top eighty pitcher, and it's like, okay, well, I should probably keep him, even though. He is ranked as far as pitchers go, like the starting pitchers go, like two hundred and fifty.
1: That's crazy.
3: So I, I, I'm so confused on what to do with him.
2: It's tough more
3: than any other on my roster, and it's not close.
2: I had Blake Snell last year, and he was very similar. And then I mm-hmm. dropped him, and he turned it on. Ryan. I know Noah last year with Luis Castillo.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: They just need a new environment. That's it.
3: <laughs> yeah. With- not necessarily with their own real major <laughs> league teams. It's a, no. New they know.
2: They know. They know. They, <laughs> they, they they made a move in Gel to see, so they want to impress their new squad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next question is, I guess who who is the who is the MVP of your year so far? Do you think? And and you can give an offensive and a, and a defensive player, but um, you know, you have some big names on your team. Uh, and I, you know, I
3: like Alvarez a ton. He's been great. And Verlander from when I got him, I think has really achieved well from, uh, as far as the pitching side.
1: I have, I, at one point had three Astros on my team. And so like, whenever they would, you know, you, you, I, everyone knows I don't look at the fantasy app. I just look through box scores. That's how I know what's going on. <laughs> Cause I can, I can take it a little bit easier if I'm doing shitty. <laughs> um, it seems like every time I look at the Astros box score, you're on Alvarez. Is doing something, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I mean, just I mean, obviously, Frankie, you know, he's having a really good year. Machado's having a really good year.
2: Um, They should
3: have been, you know. That's exactly they're at the top of my my draft board.
2: Who is your best value pick? Or like acquisition?
3: I think Wainwright has done well, and I got him kind of late.
1: Brandon, you didn't draft Miles Mikolas. And dude is having a crazy. Oh, year. That's true.
3: I, I think I picked him up week one, and I think I did that with someone else last year I too. I couldn't
1: believe that he wasn't drafted. Like I don't know. Like it's I don't know. That's just seems where's like, Murdoch for that? Yeah, really. Where's Mister Cardinal? <laughs>
2: yeah, he had a two week. He had a two start week against me, and uh, that didn't suit me well.
1: In those two starts, he had he went eight innings and then eight. Eight and two thirds. Yeah. yeah. He had the That's no right.
3: hitter that got broken up in the ninth. On oh, game. is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Which was the only batter that I watched of that game. I was like, Oh, he has a no hitter. <laughs> Let me turn it on. And then gave up the hit.
1: <laughs> okay. So my last question for you until I'm going to hand the, the, the reins off to Zach for some non-Geldacy related questions. But, um, if you could be commissioner for one day and change any, what rule you could unilaterally with no one's input, I think I know what it's going to be, but what will maybe I can guess. But like, what what would it be?
3: I would, have, you know, a year or two ago, I would have said the quality starts.
1: Yeah, innings uh, pitched. You love innings pitched.
3: I did, but because I really thought that quality starts was going to be something that just wasn't that you would win a week with two, uh, and but it really hasn't come to that. It after the the COVID year, people have gone back to your starters are going six innings that sort of thing. So I don't think. I think quality starts is the right stat at this point, but I did think that it was going the other way where starters were going four and five innings and people were relying a lot more on their bullpens. But what I would change about the league is I would change the way keepers are done. I would have keepers are cut in half like they are, but forever. You can keep your player for as long as you want, but you might now be spending a first-round pick on a guy who's obviously not worth it. But I would allow keepers to be kept forever, just kept cut in half for as long as that is, because there's so few players that you would want to keep as a first-round pick five years in a row. Trout. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, the, the list is two or three. But that's what I would do. I, was, I would keep... You, would ha- you could have your keepers forever.
2: Well, that's all for me, Zach. What do you got? So Brandon, I'm, I'm more interested in your career mm-hmm. to this point. You were you a, a minor league baseball announcer?
3: That's right. I did uh, two years in independent ball in Louisiana, which is not affiliated with Major League Baseball at all. It was, it's guys that are fresh out of college trying to get signed by somebody and guys that have no other skills except that <laughs> hey, I know how to hit a baseball. I know how to hit a curveball. And that's just what they do in the summers.
2: There you go. There's a place for it.
3: Yeah. And then I spent five years in the Dodgers system in Utah with their rookie league team. So again, it was guys straight out of college or the guys from the Dominican, their first time in, uh, in the States.
2: Who's the, a player that like went the furthest that you remember calling a game for?
3: The best players I had were uh, Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager and Jock Peterson. Those are the three that I had that have made the
2: most name for themselves in the majors. Do you have a home run call for any of them? Can you give us an example?
1: Can you give us a home run call? Jeff wants a call.
2: Oh, I man. want a call. So,
3: okay, okay. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to, I, I'll tell you what I like to do with it. Uh, so I'd say, you know, the 2-2, swung and belted deep to left field, back goes Smith to the track to the wall. We'll see ya.
2: Nice. We'll, Ooh, we'll see, you. see ya. Nice, we'll see ya. I like that. Yeah, okay. I like uh You can take that a lot of different ways. Yeah. I'm here for Give it. Give
0: me your top three favorite broadcasters, like play-by-play guys.
3: Yeah, we'll do the baseball ones. Um, I Of course, Ben Scully. I mean, he's not doing it anymore, of course, but he's the best, and there's a reason why he did it solo. Everyone else has a partner, but especially on the TV side, him doing it solo is kind of Oh, yeah. Unusual. And then, as far as the radio guys go, I mean, I'm partial, but I really like the Giants guys with you know John Miller and on the TV side, Crook and Kype. Those guys are just incredible. Um, so, and the, those are the guys I listen to the most as well. So, those are the guys I'm most familiar with. So, it may be a little a little biased on that that sort of front.
0: I'm very very interested in what pre- what the preparation is like going into. A regular baseball game, like the 6-10 first pitch.
3: I'll take you through my day. So our game started at 7.
0: So um, I
3: would get there around noon, and then I would print off stats for both myself, the visiting broadcaster, our team, and the visiting team as well. And I would print off the standings page, their total stats, and these were all available to all of us. Um, Lefty versus righty splits. Last five games, last 10 games, situational stats, which the one I really liked with that one was um, how they would do with the bases loaded and for the whole year. So I could easily say, you know, this person's you know, three for 10 with the bases loaded and the Raptors, who was my team, the Raptors have hit four grand slams this year, that sort of thing. It was really easy to see. And then the, pitcher, the starting pitchers uh, game log as well. Um, So I'd print all those off, give them off to the teams. And then I had game notes as well, which you can see all the major league game notes, too. They had those on their websites, which are really cool to see. Um, They have everything that the broadcasters use from background information to stats to trends and just little story nuggets. So it was updating that throughout the day. And then at about 3 o'clock, we'd get the lineups. So I'd put those in and print those off for everybody. And then it was going to batting practice and just sitting around talking to the guys. And that's where you kind of get the, the stories. And, you know, I had Jack McDowell as my manager one year and he was a character. I loved him. He was awesome. Cause I mean, he, he would tell you stories that just didn't happen on the baseball field. I mean, he had a lot of opinions on that too, but he pulled one story where he was with, uh, was with the white Sox, and they had a flight back from Seattle or something. And, there was a storm, so they had to make a landing in I don't know Milwaukee or something like that. So it's middle of the night, airport's completely empty, and so they're like, they're just kind of walking through the airport trying to wait out this storm, and they find this bar, and they're like, oh hey, free beer, let's go, and so they they go over to the bar, and oh well, the taps locked, and it's like oh okay, and Bo Jackson comes over, and goes no, I got this, and just breaks it off. <laughs> <laughs> they all just free That's,
1: That's amazing. That is excellent. So you watch batting practice, you kinda of talk to people, you get the, the vibe, and then and it's then it's approaching batting, game time.
3: And then visiting batting practice stops at around six, which about an hour before the game. And then it's going up, making sure my all my papers are where I want them, my scorebook is is all filled out and just kinda of relaxing. I mean having my meal and then good to go.
1: And and you and uh, I don't know if the listeners are familiar, but you call various sports, baseball, uh, obviously in your past, but now you're doing a lot of basketball. Um, I actually ran into you a couple of years ago. Um, I was working a UConn women's basketball game, and Tulsa, the Tulsa women's basketball team was in town, and uh, I, I got to spend some time with you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But I, my, my last question, uh, when in terms of your career and stuff like that, it's like, do you have I have lots of questions like I'm curious to know like how you got into it, what made you fascinated about it, like you know all that stuff, um, but we only have so much time so what's you know what's your dream job? like what would you love to be doing one day? Call in baseball for the giants? I'm guessing is that that is would answer. be it
3: It would be the Giants broadcaster, but I mean being the any team's major league team's announcer, be it football or basketball or baseball, I mean any of those being at the at the top level, if I'm choosing, I'd rather work for a team than work for a network, I would say. I'm no, just because I like seeing the story unfold for a whole season for one team
1: all right well thanks thanks for that for thanks for all that the the hot the hot button issues. um I have a little segment that I want to talk about here, so Zach Noah and I, as everyone knows, are Cleveland Guardians fans, and I followed Josh Naylor on Instagram, and I saw that his brother Bo Naylor, uh, just got called up to triple a uh for the Cleveland farm system. Uh, So I got to thinking, I got to thinking, I was like, okay, so who are
0: dangerous when he gets to thinking? who are,
1: who are some of the, the all time great brothers on the same team players, right? Mm. Who played together the longest, like who are some of the longest brothers that played together? Right. So the longest brothers were Lloyd and Paul Wainer. They played for the the Pittsburgh pirates from 1927 to 1940. On the same team. Actually, both from Oklahoma. Beautiful. uh, Born in Hera, Oklahoma, I should add. Hera's like Norman. Oh, nice. Ish. And then then I was like, oh, okay, so who are some other players that played together for a long time? You got Billy and Cal Ripken. That was the the one that
3: came to my mind as far as longest.
1: 1987 to 1996, uh, which is a long time. Um, Obviously, Cal Ripken was better, um, but Billy Ripken had the most famous baseball card of all time (laughs) on the knob of his bat. It said the words fuck face. So that's a fun, that's a fun fact in 1989 little tidbit for you, Joe and Luke Sewell played for the tribe uh, from 21 to 30. We had Roberto and Sandy Alomar.
2: That was the only one I could think of. Yeah, they were the Uptons, weren't they on
3: the same team?
1: Uptons were on the same team. That was
3: what I think the most recent one was was Uptons. That
1: they were recent. That was 2013. It, it, interesting thing about the Uptons was they were both on the Braves from in 2013 and 2014. And then in 2015 they were both traded to the Padres. So that's Together? Kind of a fun one. In Together. the same trade? Yeah.
2: Wow, they got the whole fam. They that's got the
1: exciting.
2: whole fam. Uh you just take a buff.
1: Zach should remember we 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 had a nice little chat with one of these players in right field, uh, Jerry and Scott Hairston. Hairstons, that's right. Played for the Padres in two thousand ten. Did the ever play together? They did,
2: they did. Did the Jabbies
1: play together? No, Oakland,
2: Oakland. The, yeah.
1: The Molinas, Benji and Jose Molina, mm-hmm. uh, played for the uh, Angels together. That's Surprising, for, since they're both four catchers. That's true. Maybe oh. one of them was the backup to the other. This one I found interesting. Jim and Gaylord Perry What's played together. Name both name pitchers name? for the Cleveland Indians in uh, 74 and 75. Jordan and John Danks. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is because I feel like I had the best team name of all time with the Danks. My team name was Danks, but no Danks. Because <laughs> he
0: sucks. This is a long list. Longer than I expected. That's all I
1: got. That's all I got. No, there but go. <laughs> there, there are plenty more. I hadn't heard of a lot of them. Uh, mm. But there were some interesting ones. There, uh, Hank Aaron and his brother played together on the same team for a season. So that's a little fun tidbit. So wow. who knows? Maybe we'll see Bo Naylor and Josh Naylor playing for the Cleveland Guardians at the same time. That would be pretty cool.
0: What about sisters playing for the same team?
3: Well, the Rockford Peaches.
0: Rockford yeah, Peaches. That's the only, yeah, the uh, Rockford Peaches.
3: True story. Gina Davis is my first celebrity crush because of that movie.
0: That makes sense. I'm here for that.
1: Noah, first celebrity crush?
0: Oh, probably Jennifer Aniston.
1: That's a good one, Zach.
0: I think it was probably Topanga. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Mine was easily the Olsen twins. Like, and it's, it's <laughs> fun there's not really even a close second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well I mean one of them had to be second, right?
1: No. 1 and 1A. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that's all we have for you, Brandon. Any parting words? Anything you'd like to share to the audience?
3: I th- I don't think so. I don't want to give away all my secrets. We tried to get
2: them
1: We'll never stop trying. Uh well, thanks for thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you. Well, that was cool. Brandon Hart. I mean, I I I don't know. I personally think he is Oh, I was going to ask him about the uh I meant to bring up what, what Adam Schneeberger would, would change about the league and have everybody at the draft and put pressure on him to be at the draft mm. since he lives <laughs> in Tulsa. The draft is usually in Tulsa. Uh, but that's okay. It was a great interview. I think he was an exceptional addition to the league. I think he is the model of what our future additions should look like if anyone, God forbid, ever chooses to leave. Oh, we might force people out. We might. We might. Stay tuned. All right. Well, it's time. We have reached the final segment of the show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please do not hang up yet. Please do not turn the episode
0: off. We have Commissioner's Corner.
1: Take it over, my
0: my friend. Take it over. As the summer solstice rises over the horizon, I bring to you today, my fellow Gildersi owners, a word of warning. You best heed. Canis But where Beware the dog days of summer? The heat is officially on and summer is in full bloom. Long-awaited vacations are arriving, golf courses are open late, and pools are still refreshing, not yet churned into bathwater in that late August heat. Distractions abound, my friends. Don't let those distractions cost you categories. It happens to the best of us. Just last week, the allure of a late morning of leisure in the shallow end, coupled with Murray playing an all-too-real version of Spider-Man on the living room curtains, distracted me from the truly important task of checking that lineup. Three drinks into my sun-soaked afternoon, I thought of my lineup. I very quickly convinced myself I put those two starters in last night, and got back to the distractions at hand. Only when checking the box scores that evening did I realize my egregious mistake. There sat a quality start at 9Ks, on the bench. A win and a tie, now two losses. I can feel your empathy through this podcast, and all I can ask is, learn from this mistake. Check that light up daily, double-check that first start time for that next day, and always spot that saved notice before logging off. Unless you're playing me this week, if that's the case, please go enjoy your summer. It's just a game, right? Jeff? (laughs) It is just a
1: game after all. It is just a game that you pay money for and you feel terrible for if you lose. You sink
2: hours, days of effort and thoughts into and you can't enjoy food because you're (laughs) 12th in the fucking standings and you have fucking seven home runs from Mike Trout <laughs> in the same week and you lose 3-7 to <laughs> Arthur I don't pay attention to my team Thomas and that's why we are accepting any and all trade offers <laughs> it is a fire sale folks give me your draft ding, ding, ding. 2023 is home you heard it here first, folks.
1: Zach Zach is is looking for all trade offers. Uh, bring him to his door. Maybe you'll be surprised.
0: It almost looks like relief on his face getting him out. It does.
2: <laughs> I appreciate the support.
1: Uh, thank you for the commission, corner, Noah. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, condolences. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Um, Boomer sooner. Can we Let's say, go. uh, sooner. go, go sooners showing up on the, the national world. stage. Thank you, Brandon, for being here. Thank you, Zach, as usual. Thank you, Kamish. Very much appreciate everything. All of you people out there, don't forget to email the inbox, geldasypod at gmail.com. We're reading them. They're coming in hot and fast and we're accumulating them. If you don't, if you don't want to miss out on your chance to be heard on the podcast, Write in now. right now. We want to do a mailbox episode, but we need the content. We need the content. Get it to us. Uh, until next time, my friends. Okay, bye.